0: good morning everybody i hope you are doing well on this thursday morning this is just for sport with jamoke on the props network we're streaming live on twitch facebook and youtube Uh, you can join the chat here as we get ready for the next hour of power we got a lot to get to i'm most excited because haley's back haley's back We have Haley's comments coming up and we're going to talk about uh, MLB playoffs, uh, her trip around Japan, Justin, uh, the benching of Dwayne Haskins, NBA bubble food, why, uh, well really it's that show that's up Shit's Creek, but sometimes I feel like this show is really going down a river in the wrong direction, we're trying, we're doing things. Um, and yeah, how could we not talk about the fly on Pence's head? I got I got a hot take on that. But I'm also bringing on Joe Yashirov. We go way back to our time in D.C. I'm giving props to him. He is an adjunct professor at the University of Maryland uh, teaching journalism. But he you can, you can see him on WJLA in Washington, D.C. on the sports talk show there. And he's been a sports executive before with NBC Sports Washington, And uh, Fox 5 in D.C. So we've got a lot to get to on the NBA playoffs. And, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about what's going on with the Washington football team. As I like to say, WTF with WFT. But I'm going to start the show with talking about something that, first of all, I got to apologize. The beginning of October was our last show and I don't know how I didn't bring up this topic that as long as I've been a sports fan, I've enjoyed sports. Let's face it. October is the best month in sports. If you don't know that, come on. I feel like everybody used to say, no, it's April. You know, it's really like baseball gets going and you got the masters like, no, it's October. You've got the NFL tonight We've got uh, Bucks, Bears, Battlestar Galactica. You've got the NBA Finals, and I know it's because of a pandemic, but you got the NBA Finals, right? You got the Los Angeles Lakers against the Miami Heat tonight, and a possible elimination game tomorrow, or actually uh, NBA Finals uh, clinching winner for the Los Angeles Lakers. But I'm not writing off the Heat just yet. You got college football during a pandemic. Some people want it, some people don't. Some stadiums are too full and probably need to think about cutting back on a number of fans in there. But the bottom line is you got college football. You've got English Premier League, right? For all you soccer heads and for all of us watching right now, if you don't know, soccer is the most popular sport in the world, okay? Let's not fake it. I know you're unsure about whether you can be a soccer fan. You don't have to be. It's just the most popular sport in the world. That's the bottom line. Uh, So, you know, you've got MLB playoffs, right? You got the world series. that's going to be coming up soon. And my most hated team, the team I will hate forever, the Houston Astros. We'll get into them when we bring on Haley for Haley's comments. It's just come on. How could you not think you got the French open? You've got some upsets. You've got players that I've never even heard of. We've got a qualifier in the women's semifinals in the French Open. We've got, well, I wish I could say we've got the Masters in October too. We don't. That's in November. But, you know, you still got golf. You've got more sports than you know what to do with going on right now. Formula One, NASCAR is getting going. It's October. And it's beautiful. The leaves are changing. You can able to put on a nice fashionable coat and some cool pants. You know, you're not just wearing shorts and a T-shirt every day. October is just the best. Halloween's coming up if you're into that and all the decorations. But we're talking sports. And the other thing that I like about it is I am uh, checking out BetMGM every day waiting to see that I will actually be able to bet. Because, uh, you know, if, if I haven't said it before, full disclosure, I can only bet right now with DraftKings, but I really like BetMGM. We can bet MGM in New Jersey and, and, and other states, uh, which is exciting. And I'm waiting for them to make it available to me because what I love uh, lately, what I am seeing is, this new parlay builder feature. I love it. It's hard trying to figure out what bets I can do to parlay together to make a a big seven-bet parlay, but BetMGM makes it so so easy with this parlay builder. LeBron James and Jimmy Butler both to record five-plus assists. Duncan Robinson, Jay Crowder, and Tyler Hero all to record two-plus three-pointers. LeBron James has scored 30-plus points in a Lakers win. I can just keep building and building and building. Duncan Robinson, Jake Crowder, and Tyler Hill all to record three-plus three-pointers if you want a triple down on the double down. There's just a lot that I'm excited about uh, using it, and hopefully wherever you are, you can build it because, after all, it's all about bet MGM right now. Are you betting on NFL NBA this season. How about the French Open as I talk about? Take some of that action to BetMGM. Why? Because for a limited time, BetMGM has a special signing bonus for the Props Network listeners. All you have to do is create a new account at BetMGM and use the code JustSport20 to get a 100% match on your first deposit up to come on. That's right, just enter code Just420 and get up to a $500 bonus bankroll. It's all yours. Then you'll enjoy all that BetMGM has to offer. Uh, like earning $10 free bets every week in the Money Monday Club, multi-sport parlay boosters, and, our, hey, I mentioned a parlay booster, but this is my other favorite feature, the Edit My Bet feature that allows players to change their bet tickets after they are submitted. Bet Sportsbook is live for legal betting in Colorado, Indiana, Nevada. I can't keep driving back and forth to West Virginia or, or New Jersey to be able to bet on BetMGM. Come on, let's get it going. But try BetMGM with code JustSport20. So there you have it, I'm I'm warmed up now. Okay, let's bring in Haley Mylon Bohr. She's gonna be joining us for what we know to be Haley's comments, which I look forward to every single Friday, Thursday, excuse me. I don't know why I said Friday. Hi, Haley. How are you doing?
1: What's going on for me? It's almost Friday.
0: It is. It is almost Friday, right? It's nighttime where you yeah, are. Konichiwa. Konnichiwa,
1: Konnichiwa. Ohayo gozaimasu. Where's your sake?
0: <laughs> how are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I uh, you know I took that little trip and got some healing powers from the shrines in Japan. So I'm feeling very zen right now. I'm a little. I'm a little jealous. I'm getting left out of your sesh with Joe. He's the man. Joe is awesome. I didn't, oh yeah. Oh, he's the best. I have a story about Joe. Can I share real quick?
0: Yes, please.
1: Just, just a personal story. It'll touch, tickle your soul a little bit. I was an intern, like freshman sophomore year, hadn't didn't know anything about the world, and I was interning at, then it was CSN Washington, and I mm-hmm. got a call after work one night, and I was at my parents' house having dinner, and he said, Hey Haley, we need some extra hands at the Caps game, and It was just the most magical phone call I've ever gotten. I got to go to the Caps game as an intern. I got to carry around the cables, the XLR mic cords, like a little nerd. Oh man, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. So Joe has a special place in my heart because he made that decision and forever grateful. First game ever working at the Ryzen. Capital One Center. Capital we One Center. Met. I mean, it's like the stars aligned.
0: Yeah, he stars actually, he actually was the person that ended up giving me the job back in two thousand six. So, really? Joe, yeah, yeah, he called me one day. Uh, I was watching football, Oh, no, I know, mean, maybe I was driving to my brother's house to watch football, and he calls me on the phone, and says, "Hey, I may have an opportunity for you. I think you'll be good for it." And he walked me through, hey, I'm gonna introduce you to this guy by the name of Matt Williams. And you're gonna interview to be the one of the producers for the Washington Wizards and covering the team. And I I, I mean, that was probably early September and I started working there in October. And that and you was- you
1: lost your mind, right? I, sure. I
0: did, I was like, Joe is oh, the right. best. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you shared that story, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, would you care to share the other stories from Japan before we get started with Haley's comments?
1: Oof, it's been something. It's been something between uh, between my child almost losing his sight. He was looking like a pirate last week. I apologize wow. for, for skipping out on our little standing Thursday morning date, but uh, really threw me through the through the ringer. But the week before that, let me tell you, I had a spiritual awakening. Wow. I went to a place called Kyoto in Japan. Me and another, a girlfriend who happens to be another baseball wife with another team and um, another American, just two American chicks going to Kyoto where there are 2,000-year-old temples and healing powers in the waters and we got to swim in the hot spring. I'm a new person.
0: You're a new person.
1: My body regenerated. Wow. Every cell regenerated. I am new. I am fresh. I am healed. 2020 isn't going to leave bad juju anymore (laughs) on my body.
0: Gone. The pictures and video were amazing. It looked like you were just enjoying yourselves. The colors were so vibrant. The places look so peaceful. Meanwhile, Justin is like violently bashing a baseball with his bat.
1: I know. I know. He's not Zen. He doesn't have the Zen (laughs) The ball players.
0: He's a big guy. You know, that's his job is to just whack.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing graceful about that man. Nothing he does is graceful. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. He's kind of the breadwinner, I guess you could say. So we'll give it's, him, we'll give him that. But wait,
0: is that Chinese? The yin and the yang, right? So if you, I think you
1: might be right. I think, you I think you, you or and Justin are the yin and the
0: yang, right? Yes. So you're, you're evening him out.
1: Yes. I'll tell you what though, after baseball, no more, uh, no more being a big, non-graceful dude around the house. (laughs) It's like an elephant in the chicken shop. Okay. So
0: where are we?
1: Well, we're going to start with some baseball. It's October, Jamoke. It's October and you wouldn't have thought a couple months ago, but we have October baseball. It looks weird, but a lot of people are happy to have it back. Um, Jamoke, The Astros, one of four teams left in the playoffs. Yep, yep, we got to go there. The Astros are facing the A's. How 2020 would it be? They've got the 2-1 lead in the series. How 2020 would it be if they not only beat the A's, they went on to win it all?
0: I would be so disappointed. Uh, I am really upset, as I brought up uh, two shows ago, that I am disappointed in Rob Manfred. Could you imagine any other commissioner giving immunity to the player so you could learn more about what they did in their cheating scandal? And you're going against the first right now, you're going up against the A's who hate the Astros. I love the Billy Bean story. He's been there forever. I would love to not only see the A's maybe at least face the Dodgers in the World Series, but I want the Dodgers to win it. Um, but I no, no, the Astros cannot go any further. This story is awful. They're already playing in LA, the other team that hates them, but they're having to play the A's in LA cuz they have their little MLB bubble, but they're getting away with it. This is unfair. You, I wish that in L.A. they could pump boos, just crowd booing whenever the Astros come to bat. You know, it's not like the cow, the cardboard cutouts can boo. No, Haley, you said you're having good juju after your trip to Kyoto. Let's not put the Astros in the World Series out into the universe. Let's say that the A's are going to come back, beat the Astros, put them away, and, and I can enjoy the players. Because, Haley, I... I don't watch. I cannot watch the MLB playoffs until the Houston Astros are out. I, I I watch Tampa Bay and the Yankees, but I just I see the ticker down there where they're talking about the Astros and they're bringing them up all the time. I want them yeah. to be gone so I can enjoy Major League Baseball playoffs.
1: Okay, I have a I have an important question that there isn't much attention on right now because everyone's focused on the current playoffs. But I'm wondering is the grace period that they're being given just by COVID right now, do you think it's going to come to an end next time fans are in the stadium? Like let's say it's 2021 and you can back a stadium fans aren't going to forget. I mean, fans are going to be bringing trash cans, bringing the signs, (laughs) bringing the booze. I don't think they're going to get any less severe of treatment from fans on Twitter and mm-hmm. in the stadiums, if we just delay it a year.
0: No, and, and I hope that I hope that you're one hundred percent right. Because this should not be forgotten. I mean, could you imagine if you know, I know this is going way back, but I feel like it's the to me, it's the only scandal that is above what the Houston Astros did and that's shoeless Joe Jackson, the Chicago White Sox. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if the commissioner back then said, Hey, we're giving you immunity, yeah. we need to know and it's funny that you know we're doing this on the Props Network, but we need to know who was putting money down on the White Sox to lose here. We're gonna give you immunity. We're gonna let you keep playing. We're gonna let you potentially be in the Hall of Fame because we're gonna act as if this never happened so that we can get down to the bottom of what happened. No, the Astros were never punished, right? They just simply were allowed to just skate from wearing mics and electronic devices that twitch them when they uh, know a certain pitch is coming and the trash cans and watching, you know, uh, it, the clubhouse or the dugout being empty because the players are running into the, the the tunnel so that they can see what's going on and, and watching videos. Like, no, what they did, maybe even worse than what Shoeless Joe Jackson did, and they're able 100%. to skate. I don't like it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. 100%.
1: For those pitchers to go go out and guys know what they're going to throw. I mean, that takes away the entire strategy of the game. I mean, this game is centered on pitcher batter matchups and these big stars, the aces, going and throwing their stuff. And if you know that, um, you know a guy. You know what his four pitches are, what his plus pitches are. But if you know what's coming, mm-hmm. I mean, you're handing it to to him on a silver platter. It's just, who was it that said you'd rather face a batter on steroids like 10 times over than face someone who knows what you're going to throw? Ding, ding, ding ding, ding,
0: ding, 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 ding.
1: the principle of the game. I mean, that's yeah. the excitement. You ask any hitter and it's all about guessing what's coming next. It's a mental game in the batter's box, trying to figure out what that guy's going to deal you next. And you're taking away that component of the game. So I think the court of, public opinion will continue to scorch the Astros. It's just a matter of um, pride that the Astros are gonna possibly get a deep October run here and not have to face any of the backlash. It's just, it's so 2020. It's so
0: 2020. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. But hopefully if the A's don't eliminate them, the only other thing that might be good, but then that means they got to the World Series, is to have Joe Kelly and the Dodgers play them. Because I know that the Dodgers hate the Astros and see if Joe Kelly will throw at them, even though, I mean, it's crazy. Joe Kelly got more punishment for throwing at the Astros early in the season than the Astros got for cheating their way to to a World Series title. Like, this is crazy.
1: I will say I appreciate those punishments just because if you were throwing at them, if you were beaming them, that's one thing, but throwing at someone's head is just like, absolutely not. You know, guys Mm -hmm. can, their careers can end, um, you know, Justin's had teammates who were out for 80 plus games, um, getting their jaws wired shut because of it. It's just, um, that is so below the belt, what he did, but I agree. I mean, cheating
0: the entire mm-hmm. season and winning in the playoffs. And so the AID say in the eighth, behind you know, players are saying it was more than one season. This isn't it wasn't like yeah, they, you know, they did it the year the nationals won, then they did it yes. the year they won the World Series and the year before that, like they were just 17. they were just adding on to what they were doing because they weren't getting caught. And I still don't understand if you hear someone banging on a trash can, how in the first time you heard that you weren't saying, what's going on here? We need to stop it. but they didn't
1: players players across the league definitely knew something fishy was going on but nonetheless okay um, jury's out we'll see hopefully they get eliminated (sighs) and we can deal with it next year all All right right. let's talk some washington football we got to talk about them because mm, they are just a recurring theme here on just for sport they? you and i spent a lot of time in washington and we just need to focus on that three ring circus over there twain haskins what a fall he has taken. He is now the number three QB. Ron Rivera said he had some issues adjusting to the offense, and there were signs kind of early on, but I don't know if anyone saw this headed into the season. Um, and now we have Kyle Allen getting the start, and Alex Smith, he's one snap away for making a magical comeback. I can't imagine. I think that's – I feel terrible for Haskins, Jimoka, and I'll let you – I'll let you – Share your opinion. I know you have some. No, please go,
0: here. go. Tell, tell me Compared why you feel sorry for, for him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, that is just such a gut punch. I can't imagine in football where you have to wait for an entire week for the paradigm to possibly shift. It's not like baseball or basketball where you have, okay, tomorrow night I'm going out mm-hmm. there and I'll maybe get a chance. But man, how amazing would that be if we got to see the Alex Smith story kind of complete itself? Yeah.
0: That part, it's tough because I do find that amazing to think what Alex Smith went through for him to come back on the field would be amazing. But that also means that the ridiculous thing of what's happening with this Washington football team, WTF, would mean that (laughs) Cal Allen has to either get injured or play poorly. I mean, that the only way Alex Smith is coming back is if one of those two things happen. And I find it crazy that to think of all of the superlatives and like the, the glowing things that Ron Rivera was saying about Haskins, even Ron Rivera's daughter, you know, being a member of the social media team with the Washington football team and like following Haskins and saying, I love what I'm seeing, all of the positive reinforcements and he's being a leader and blah, blah, blah. Let's go over a few things here, okay? Dwayne Haskins and the Washington football team beat Kyle Allen and the Panthers with Ron Rivera as the head coach of the Panthers in 2019. Let's start there. So we've already got one knock on Kyle Allen. Okay, Dwayne Haskins has played for three head coaches in 13 games as the Washington football team quarterback, like, come on, he has no consistency. He has a better QB rating than Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones. Okay. Uh, The quote from Ron Rivera, we're better off putting the ball in hands of someone that knows our system. Now, we both work for teams, right? We both work for teams. We know that you got to do the PR spin and they're like, oh, Cal Allen's coming in. He knows the system. He won the first four games as a Carolina Panther when he first came in. Yeah, you know what the press release didn't say? He lost the last six of seven games in that same system. Come on, what are you talking about? Stop acting like this guy is the greatest thing since sliced bread. He lost six of his last seven. That
1: is the, in the same system there
0: you with pick a Christian part. McCaffrey as an all-star, all-pro running back. What do we have in a bad division? There is no one on offense outside of Terry McLaurin who is really talented, and you can say he could maybe be an upper echelon uh, skill position player. Washington has nothing. You are looking at a division with no winning teams, So you think, oh, my gosh, we can win. We can win. Quick, quick, quick. Forget Dwayne Haskins, Throw in Kyle Allen. We're going to win this division. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. And if you Mm -hmm. do, it's going to be at 7-9. and The only thing that would be positive is if we can somehow get this wonderful story of Alex Smith coming back. That's the only thing. There's a lot of pressure right now on Ron Rivera, Kyle Allen. Okay, not only do they have to win, but you're gonna blame everything on the quarterback when the last three games you've given up 30 plus points per game. That's on defense. That's on defense. Dwayne Haskins isn't playing defense. Now, here's the last thing I'm gonna tell you, okay? Ron Rivera quote The one thing that a lot of people don't see is the frustration of the players. I look at that, I see that, I feel that the guys that wanna win right now, we're. Haskins' development is our best shot to win is with guys who have been the system. Well, let me tell you something about your system. I'm hoping that above you, Daniel Snyder's looking at your system, and the pressure that you put on Dwayne Haskins, the pressure that you put on him to say he's not a winning quarterback, even though he's he has a win versus a division rival in the Philadelphia Eagles, the team does, I hope that that the man above, Daniel Snyder, is looking down over Rivera and saying, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some pressure on you to win right now or we've got to make a change. I'm out. I shouldn't send the show right now. Oh, my gosh. I got it all out, Haley.
1: Anxiety. Released it all. You're healed. You have my zen now.
0: I am. I Aren't am. Are you
1: good? Can we move on to some poop? <laughs> Feeling better.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Next topic.
1: Uh, NBA finals. Maybe this is a more soothing topic for you. Um, Jim, Jimmy Butler versus Anthony Davis. What are you getting out of that matchup?
0: I am I am impressed with how the Lakers are finding different ways to win that they haven't known some of these win but that they're able to change how they play Uh, you look at game one it was Anthony Davis game two it was LeBron James and I shouldn't say it's all one player. That's unfair. But I feel like that top player, the player who really put them over the top, um, or who propelled them to a win. Game three, Jimmy Butler was amazing. But I think when I look at Game four, you know, looking back on Game three, and Joel and I talked about how well they didn't give the ball enough to Anthony Davis. But then when I you look at Game four, and it was really about Anthony Davis's defense on Jimmy Butler in mm-hmm. the Miami Heat. And the bench of the Lakers stepping up in the way they had never done before. So when I look up that look at that matchup, in many ways it is a defense. It's a defense of Anthony Davis that helped propel them to a win and have them one game away from the Lakers clinching their 17th NBA title. Um I think that Jimmy Butler has more dog in him. He is you know, I, I think he it's showed. Bad, in, yeah, yeah, he's got that. Maybe a little bit more than LeBron James. Obviously, LeBron James, you can't argue that LeBron. I'm not trying to say Jimmy Butler's better than LeBron James. But right, right. I think there is a way that Jimmy Butler willed his team to win game three, that LeBron James didn't really need that. As much as as he does a you know so famously talk about with Game Four, all he needed to do was tweet to his team, "Hey, we got to play better. I need everybody to step up." And in Game Four, all of a sudden, you got Contavious Caldwell Pope hitting big threes. You got yeah. Alex Caruso playing well. It was more of a team effort in Game Four, especially with Bam Adebayo coming back, and you thinking he's going to give the Heat, you know, some some oomph. You know, it's amazing. LeBron James did it with Twitter. He, or excuse me, with a text. And now here we are uh, one game away. And in game five, I don't see the Heat winning because the Lakers are going to wear those Mamba jerseys. You know, Michael Lee, shout out to Michael Lee. He doesn't like that people and myself included and the Lakers are saying, oh, we're doing this for Kobe. It's sacrilegious. You know, Kobe doesn't belong to the Lakers. But they're going to wear that Mamba jersey and they're going to hoist that Larry O'Brien trophy. All
1: right. So the two teams that absolutely thrived in the bubble, the NBA bubble, We're going to talk about life in the NBA bubble because it was such a punchline Mm -hmm. when the restart began. But now, from the outside looking in, it looks like a pretty sweet life. Now, um, I think BuzzFeed did a little feature on a woman, a chef who is cooking for the bubble. She cooks over 4,000 meals a week. And you remember seeing on social media, like some of the players were tweeting out pictures of the bubble food and it looked just absolutely terrible. It looked like airport food or, uh, Mm -hmm, you know, something you'd mm -hmm. get from Panera on a tray. Well, this stuff looks so dang good. She does like hot wings and that kind of thing. Um, It's a lot of Southern and like Caribbean food. Um, Anyway, her name is Alexia Grant and she runs the kitchen that somehow got shut down during the COVID lockdown in Florida. Now she's the only chef who isn't with a team She's not the wizard chef. She's not right. the Laker chef. Right. She's the only restaurant chef that's in the bubble. And her and her team are making meals. And the process is insane. She's not allowed to, like, intersect with the NBA bubble whatsoever. The chefs and, like, <laughs> that, the right. staff right. need to be in their own, like, even safer bubble because they're dealing with food here. Chemoke, okay. those wings, they look delish. I want to know how would you thrive in the bubble.
0: I would definitely thrive in the bubble.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I think that outside of when you go to a hotel, the prices um, are kind of astronomical for a cup of orange juice and maybe, a you know, some oatmeal for like $5 and juice for, a cup of juice for $4. Or
1: LeBron.
0: I've always... Or LeBron. Or LeBron. Okay. I know, right? It's really sad. It's really sad. <laughs> <laughs> The thing for me, I've always loved being in hotels. I feel like there's a mental thing that's like, it's a vacation, you're getting out, you know, imagine if every day you could just get up and leave your bedroom and go do whatever you're gonna do and you come back and your bed is freshly made. You have new linens every day. You know, like how can you not be happy about that? That's as close as you can get to like Michael Jordan always wearing fresh shoes. Every basketball game is like, wow, my room is like a new room every single day. Like, that's magical. So, when you think about a chef who is like just going to town and trying to be creative and impress these players who are used to five star meals, you know, uh, and, and now they're, you know, they're getting hotel food every single breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That can't be easy, but it's amazing that she's getting it done. My hope. My hope here is that one she's going to do a cookbook and all of the NBA players are going to promote it and talk about all these little dishes that she's made. Maybe she's going to get a show out of this. That would be great. If all of a sudden now she's got some TV show about how to cook massive meals, you know, maybe uh she can go on a military tour and teach those chefs how to make really good food quickly, on a budget, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. But the beauty of what she's done that I hope that for any NBA player that is listening and paying attention to what Russell Westbrook did, which I'm throwing you for a loop here. I don't know if you saw this. He gave a $8,000 tip, $8,000 tip to the um, the staff that worked in his room. I don't
1: think I saw that.
0: Okay, my hope is that every NBA player will give a big tip to this chef that she'll walk away with like a million dollars just from them, you know, giving their uh, money to someone who's giving up her time in life. Haley, she's probably been in the bubble like 120 days because she probably was there before they got there. And she's not going to leave probably until a day or two after they leave, maybe making food still for the NBA staff that's there, that's breaking down all of the courts and, you know, you know, uh, sending out all of the equipment. The the game for her or the work for her is not going to be done when the game's in probably tomorrow night. So that's my hope. Mm that she's going to be a millionaire by the time she's done and her name will just, she's going to be a star. That's what she's going to be as a star.
1: It's a different kind of crowdfunding. I'm going to tell you what, no one really knows about this, but when teams, teams always stay at the same hotels, this obviously isn't the bubble, but going back to the tipping and the staff teams always stay at the same hotels. The staff remembers who the good guests are, what players are messy? What players leave their room service tray on the bed? What players leave a crisp bill really? the nightstand? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember staying in New York, and um, Justin was with the playing the Mets. And I was talking to one of the staff on the maid service, and she she was rattling off all the players on the marlins roster like <laughs> oh i love so-and-so he always treats me so well you know you're there a couple times a year for like five years and you get a yeah. good staff so you got to you got to have a good reputation i mean you don't want people in new york just thinking like so-and-so's a slob and leaves his stuff everywhere and wow. all of his- yeah yeah it's a thing. It's a thing. That's so pretty cool. On it. But taking care of his staff, I mean, that's that's a sweet bounce for those people. But no doubt they deserve it because it's yeah. a tough life taking care of people during COVID.
0: Especially, like I feel like every day it's a groundhog day. But you have to be at your best. You have to be at your best every day, no matter what your situation is at home. If you've even been able to go home during you know this bubble, like you just. It's amazing. That's amazing. And, and I love that story from you. I, um, so yeah, Justin was with the Marlins. Is he rooting for the Marlins in the MLB playoffs? Right. They're still in it.
1: Yeah. So he has friends scattered all over the place, but you still like, you want, you want the best for the Marlins fans. And that's like, that's home, you know, he was there for so long. So I think we're both like, yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> They're you know, down 2-0 still to the
0: Braves, yeah. but you know, I guess you never know, right?
1: Yeah. We want good baseball, right? It can happen. It can It can. It can. Okay. Good on, good on Jeter. Yeah. Transitioning, we're going to keep talking about hotels here to It's your lucky okay. day. You love hotels. Well, here we go. Yeah, I do. I you I do. follow <laughs> Creek at all.
0: So, I I have never gotten into the show. I, oh. the pilot, I was like, eh, and so I'm yeah. on episode two. <laughs> That's it. That's it so far. Oh,
1: man. You got it. You, you love to push it? Through. Joe can encourage you. Joe tweets about it. Okay. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And especially right now during, during COVID when the world is so bleak, you need some dumb humor. And let me tell you, the Canadians have mastered the art of dumb humor, but carrying along a plot for six seasons. Brilliant. But... Um, so that hotel, it's based on this hotel motel off the side of the road in rural Canada somewhere mm-hmm. and, um, it becomes the Rosebud Motel. Okay. It's a real place in Canada and it's got some NBA ties. Well, Canadian basketball ties, we'll say. All right. So Jamal Murray, actually, when he was playing youth basketball. He would play at the court outside of that motel that they use for Shit's Creek. And it was such a rundown court that like they would do a trick shot where they would shoot the ball off the roof and I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out. They would shoot it off the roof. You need to like watch you need to watch the show because they show so many scenics of this motel. Yeah. It's like a very flat roof and try and get it to bounce off and into the hoop. Um just a just a little black top right there off the side of the roadside motel. But how about that?
0: It's like how dude perfect, that? right? You know, they they take, take make all these tr- shots. Cool. Um, Now the, the, you know, more people are going to be, they have to be going there to like take pictures of the motel and take mementos from the hotel. Um, When you sent me that story, I remember for three days, I kept seeing on Twitter that it was trending Schitt's Creek and Jamal Murray. connection. And I was just like, what, what? And, but I would never click on it until you sit the rundown. And I was like, what is going on? That's crazy to think that that's where he started playing basketball in high school. And now he's a uh, really a budding superstar the way he played in in the bubble in the NBA playoffs. Um, uh, Thon Maker also played there as well. He plays for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. On the Miami heat. Like, it's crazy and that's awesome and now it makes me want to watch schitt's creek even more
1: oh you have to you have to it'll it'll cheer you up and it's a good little break from sports as well
0: so how many episodes in am i gonna enjoy it because this first episode i was just like what you need to
1: push through you need to push through the first maybe three or three episodes but they're short they're short, and they're tolerable so stick with it you'll bank me okay okay Okay. but yeah, pretty cool. And you'll have to let me know if you spot if you spot the uh, basketball court there. Okay. All right. The most famous insect in U.S. history. Genova. This is awesome. The most famous insect. I'm calling it right now. We're not going to talk about politics. We're not going to talk about the context <laughs> of the debate, the vice presidential debate from last night, because no doubt that is all anyone is going to see on the Internet today. Although we do have a lot of sports going on, but the meme power from that debate was unbelievable because a fly landed on Mike Pence's head and Jamoka, we just, could be a lot (laughs) luckier. I don't know why the fly was attracted to his head. Maybe he had a lot of product in his hair. Maybe, um, you know, people are making a lot of, a lot of parallels there, drawing parallels between Mike Pence and other things that flies are attracted to. um, Could we have gotten luckier with the meme fodder that we've been handed on a silver platter?
0: I don't think there was anything more ridiculous about that debate that put it over the top from the actual presidential debate than that fly. The one thing I am most sad about is the fly has more Twitter followers than I did than I do in one night this morning there's a agent, Pence you know. fly account that has over a hundred thousand followers that's ridiculous what? and amazing at the same time yes, it's the Pence fly. I cannot believe that that account exists. You know I started i mean like you say, you go down a wormhole i'm looking at all of these. Uh, tweets, and there was a Jordan cry meme where they put the Jordan face over the Fly. Uh, people <laughs> want Jeff Goldblum to play the Fly on SNL. The my favorite though was a tweet that said, "The Fly is Pence's only black friend."
1: <laughs> I was just like, oh my "I wasn't going to go there." <laughs> I wanted that? to. I wanted to leave that up to you to say. <laughs> I
0: saw that one. I was like, I cannot. I cannot. Like, this is too much. And you know, he's at home flipping out. When they told him that a fly was on his head, and his wife, not wearing a mask, by the way, after the vice presidential debate, when she walked up on the stage, I bet the first thing she said was, You had a fly on your head. Everybody's making fun of you. He's got to be flipping out. It's hilarious, Haley.
1: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's the content we deserve though right now. And that fly has an agent. You know, he's living Hollywood life. He's getting promos on his Instagram. He's on TikTok.
0: What I didn't see, and maybe I missed it, and not again. We're not getting into politics. We're not saying Democrat, Republican, or whatever. But remember when Obama? First of all, the fact that Biden immediately put out a, a he had a fly swatter in a picture was funny. But you so know what funny. else I thought about was the controversy when Obama killed the fly. With the, the chopsticks. <laughs> like maybe this is that fly that got away. The fly was like, ha ha, I'm not dead. See, I'm on pins now. Hey, hey.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. It's going to be the new American political symbol. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And I do it's hope the SNL finds ever... a way to do it with Jeff Goldblum. Mr. com.
1: The weirdest note we've ever left this show on. But I'm still... Yeah.
0: But, it, but it, it was just so... I just couldn't believe. I mean, like, it was almost like Twitter was bored last night. Like, there was nothing (laughs) going on. The debate was happening. Major League Baseball. Okay, Tampa Bay Rays. Because, like I said, I was watching. They're beating the New York Yankees 8-4. to Then all of a sudden was like, fly opens his hand, Boom. And then the internet just blew up. It was great. It was great.
1: Pretty fortunate.
0: Yeah. Pretty fortunate. Yeah. This was fun, Haley.
1: Thanks, Jamoka. Yeah, always a pleasure.
0: You um, you you enjoy your time off this week. Uh, say hello to Justin Thank for you. me. Uh, enjoy the baseball, and we'll see you next week.
1: Say hi to Joe for me, please. I will. Enjoy. I will. Tell him that little anecdote.
0: Okay. Okay. Bye. Right. See you. <laughs> wow! What an episode of Haley's comments. It was epic. I know I went off on Dwayne Haskins there. I couldn't help it. Um, You know, Haley got my, man, she got my blood boiling there thinking about the Washington football team, but we had some fun. I enjoy the NBA bubble food talk and, um, that is something that I did want to bring up, that Russell Westbrook, wow, what a tip for the the staff there. You just can't beat that. Um, I hope you're enjoying, you've been enjoying the show here. Uh, just for Sport in the Morning will be on every Thursdays at 9 o'clock. Uh, we'll be streaming live on the Props Network Twitch account and YouTube and Facebook and Uh, yeah, we, we have a lot of great topics, uh, that I hope you'll enjoy. And over time, as we grow together, you'll join the chat as well as we talk about, uh, a lot of what's going on in sports. Uh, but speaking of the props network. Okay. People it's time to have a serious conversation about your bookies and illegal offshore betting sites. You can get rid of them now. Cut ties, let's move on. Move into where we are in the 21st century. Now we can all bet it's okay. You don't have to feel ashamed. You don't have to like have the little secret phone call. You're not gonna get a knock on your door. You know, hey, you owe me money. It's all out there. We can all do it. Legal sports books have a better user experience, more promos bigger signing bonuses and you know that your money is safe. I can go to DraftKings right now and see that I'm up. I am up. I am up on my sports book and I'm up on my daily fantasy too. I got money. I could cash out right now. I'm in the in the black so to speak. Where do you find legal sports book in your state? That's where the Props Network comes in, right? Go to propsnetwork.com, the Props Network only ranks regulated U.S. sports books, and it's also where you'll find the best available bonuses. So start using them today. Plus, you'll get great content from media pros like me. We're going to be bringing on Just For Sport. Joe Yashirov here in a minute. He's going to rap Wapsodic about the Washington football team and the NBA playoffs. So when legal betting comes to your state, make sure your first stop is the propsnetwork.com. Remember, you got to be 21 or over to bet and do you or someone you know have a problem with gambling make sure you call 1-800-GAMBLER today okay so it is my pleasure to bring in one of the as Haley and I talked about Joe Yashiroff has a special place in our hearts he has been um an inter- uh, integral part of uh Sports in my mind in DC over the last, um, man, 15 years, as long as I have known him, uh, it has been a pre- pleasure of mine to know him and to be able to not only have Joe as a, he's a mentor. He's a mentor of mine. And I can't say enough about what Joe has meant to my career. And now he's an adjunct professor teaching journalism at the University of Maryland. Uh, You can see him on ABC7, WJLA. It's my guy, Joe Yashiro. How are you doing, sir? Jamoke, I'm doing great. Thank you very
2: much for having me and thank you for the kind words. Uh, you know how I feel about you. So uh, I'm so glad uh, uh enjoying uh, watching your stuff and uh, enjoying your success.
0: Joe, you catapulted me to the heights, to the top of the food chain, so to speak, at Monumental Sports and Entertainment, uh, you know, overseeing all of the Wizards content, doing a pregame show with Haley and I enjoyed every minute of it. And I'm enjoying this new endeavor on the props network. Thank you very much for coming on just for sport. Uh, How are, how are you doing with DC sports right now?
2: Well, there's really nothing going on yesterday. Nothing, uh, nothing exciting. uh, So it's kind of boring. Uh, And the the caps are about to sign a, a hall of fame goaltender on Friday. So. Nothing going on, you know, same old, same old.
0: (laughs) Same old, same old. And speaking of same old, same old, let's roll right into it because the Washington football team, it seems to be same old, same old right now. What are your thoughts on Dwayne Haskins losing his starting position, Cal Allen stepping up into that starting role?
2: Well, uh, there's so many ways to answer that question. The first reaction is shock. The second one is it's not a shock because it's the Washington football team. So, crazy things happen all the time. Uh, Now, there were hints and more than hints from Rivera the last couple of weeks, so that part of it wasn't completely stunning. Mm -hmm. The stunning part is, of course, that he goes from starting quarterback to third string, and that Alex Smith, who almost lost his leg, who may have lost his life with that horrible leg injury, is now the backup quarterback. So talk about just layers and layers of drama and melodrama. I mean, it's it, it's stunning. I mean, he was the first round pick, and and now he's the third stringer. So stunning.
0: And I I, I it's stunning to think he's the third string. And I just want to mm-hmm. say a couple of things, and let me know if I'm way off. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going to set me straight.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: a small thing, but the fact that Dwayne Haskins beat Kyle Allen and Ron Rivera in Carolina last year, um, I'm just like okay. At least head-to-head, Dwayne Haskins and the Washington football team beat Carolina. Uh, Dwayne Haskins has played for three head coaches in 13 games. I don't know how you can expect any kind of consistency out of him with that. He has a better QB rating than Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones. I just feel like where we are... When the defense has given up 30-plus points per game the last three games, how can you now just put this on the foot of DeWayne Haskins and say he's the problem?
2: Well, on the one hand, by doing that, you are saying that he's the problem. Um, you know, uh, Rivera gave a bunch of reasons that uh, if, if the, the division looked a little different, that he wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. He, he also talked about something important, that his players were being were frustrated. Uh, is that I, I have no reason to believe he's not telling the truth on that. So if as a head coach you see that you, you have to um, get the temperature of the room, and if teammates are saying, oh, this guy is the reason why we're, we're, we're not winning games, then you have to at least listen to it, maybe not react right away, but listen to it. Uh, what's confusing to me is Rivera has done a horrible job of using timeouts in at least two of the games, suggesting that he's not trying to win the game. So if Mm -hmm. you're not trying to win the game by using your timeouts judiciously and strategically, and again, what do I know? I I haven't played NFL and I haven't coached NFL, but still (laughs) watched, watched a few games. And now you're saying that Haskins is the reason that they're not winning games, and now we want to win games because the division is so bad and you're in the race. So there's some mixed messaging there, but the head coach, he's the head coach, and and if there was any doubt as to who is in charge with that organization, now we know there is none because, as we know, Snyder played a big role in drafting Mm Haskins, and that's not Rivera's guy. But uh, your point is well taken that you're not set up for success when you play for that many coaches, that many offensive coordinators, um, so it's not Haskins' fault, but he's the quarterback, and the and the coach decided. You know, we got to make a change. So here we go again.
0: Mm-hmm. And I I hope that maybe also if the players were feeling like, hey, Dwayne Haskins is a problem, that maybe some of it is personality, because Kyle Allen he won his first four games, but he lost six of his last seven in Carolina. Like, come on, this it's not like this guy is a winner.
2: No. He, he is not Tom Brady. He will not be um, you know, mistaken for Tom Brady in any way, shape, or form. But as we know, coaches feel comfortable, whatever that means, with people that they've worked with, just like uh, outside of sports, people hire people that they used to work with because they're comfortable with them. So there's something to that. But no, I don't think Rivera is saying that uh, Kyle Allen is, is uh, going to lead the, uh, the team to the promised land. But I think he's just thinks that Haskins has made he's made the same mistakes over and over again, which again is not surprising. He's what he started seven games last year, four games, so hes started eleven games. He hasn't started the equivalent of a full season yet. Did he only have uh, one full season at Ohio State or yeah. one and a half yeah. something like that. So he hasn't played a lot of football um so none of these things are surprising, but again, it's the bottom line, I guess, for Rivera, they have a chance to do something in the division. So he, he decided to make the decision. So if, if it backfires, then it's all on him. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, it's all on him, that he's the boss and he, he made he made the right decision, if it works out, we'll see.
0: Uh, we will definitely see, because I wonder if Daniel Snyder is gonna have an eye on Ron Rivera and have sure. just as short of a leash to say, hey, look, man, mm-hmm. I brought you in here to change. And you know the mm-hmm. division is bad, and you weren't winning. Kyle Allen's not winning. Sure. Alex Smith, I, you know that's the only. You know, I guess Kyle Allen would have to either play poorly or get injured for us to see Alex Smith, but that would be the the one beautiful story for this sure. team to see him come back from that sure. devastating wow. uh, injury. Um, let's switch to the NFL uh, as a whole. Um, what are your chances of of do you see the NFL being able to finish a full season that some teams may have to shut down completely if these COVID tests keep spreading? I will preface this
2: answer with the fact that I've been wrong on any everything with sports and COVID. <laughs> I didn't think the NBA or NHL or baseball or football, any of them would play or finish their season. Clearly the NBA and the NHL uh, came up with a masterful bubble plan. It worked to perfection or almost to perfection. I mean, really amazing what they did. Baseball looked like it was not going to happen, uh, uh, you know, with the Marlins' uh, uh, positive cases early, even mm-hmm. the, Nats and the had Cardinals' a of false positives. So that didn't look like it's working. But, you know, here we are in the, in the playoffs. Um, Football was the one that clearly is the toughest one because of the amount of people, because of the once-a-week games, because of the contact. So I didn't think the NFL was going to happen, but clearly money prevailed, and, and uh, so they're having it. But you know, the issue with the Titans, I mean, that they're going to have to deal with that. Are they going to have to kick the Titans out of the league? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. So I'm, I'm not going to predict anymore because I've been wrong. Uh, I think they'll do everything they can to make it work. And they have the money, they have the resources, they have the testing. So I guess the smart money would be that there will be a full season. But I don't know how, to be honest.
0: And, I, and the funny thing is, as I was thinking of asking you about, do you think the NFL could have a bubble, so to speak, similar, not not like a full NBA bubble, but similar to MLB, where you've got these four cities where all of the teams are in these yeah. cities, LA, uh, Texas, I'm forgetting the other cities, but the thing is, Baseball's taking up the best cities now. So (laughs) where could the NFL even go that they could think, hey, let's let's take the NFC East for an example. Let's get the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants and Washington football team in one city and they just kind of play each other and determine a winner and go from there. Like, I don't know how many cities are left that you could have that many hotels to have a kind of a bubble, so to speak.
2: Yeah, I I'm, I don't know the answer to that. I think if, I guess if there's a will, there's a way. And if you have smart people in a room trying to figure it out and the motivation is to keep the league going and to keep the money coming in, uh, that they, they'll figure it out. You know, the other leagues did. But again, football is the, the, the hardest one to figure out. So I, I wouldn't put it past them to figure something out. I just don't know. I just don't know how. I yeah. just don't know how.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, speaking of just don't know how, I don't know how the Miami Heat can come back from down 1-3 <laughs> to beat the Los Angeles Lakers and win the NBA championship. How much have you enjoyed, as you talked about being surprised they make it through the bubble in general, uh, watching basketball in the bubble and seeing the Lakers one game away from hoisting the Larry O'Brien trophy?
2: Uh, It's been amazing. Again, uh, just kudos to everybody who who made the bubble happen and made it work. It's it's really an incredible success story. Uh, In terms of the Heat, they are so good, so tough. I mean, like the Nuggets, gain so much respect for those teams and their players and their organizations, just the kind of players that they have on their teams. But it's been a joy. You know, I'm, I'm an old-school old basketball guy, so give me Celtics-Lakers from the 80s, and that to me was the <laughs> peak. But I got to tell you that these playoffs have been fun to see the competition uh, and the respect, mutual respect for teams. But the heat, I mean, it starts with Pat Riley. I mean, the guy, this is, I think, his 17th finals as a player, as an assistant coach, as a coach, as a GM, as a president. So mm-hmm. the guy knows how to win, you know, like Phil Jackson, like Red Auerbach, I mean, the guy wins, so he knows what kind of players, he hired Spolstra, you know, people give him a hard time, you're hiring the video guy to be the yeah. head coach, yeah. well, the yeah. video guy is going to end up in the Hall of Fame, Eric Spolstra, so I think he's an amazing coach, but just look at the players they have, and with their injuries, the fact that they're just still fighting, Dragic was hurt, Bam was hurt, uh, Butler was Nick, so he didn't miss any games, uh, but mm-hmm. um, just a, a lot of respect, and and what LeBron is about to do to take the Lakers, one of the two great franchises in the league, the Lakers and the Celtics, they were irrelevant for a few years. And mm-hmm. to go from irrelevance to the NBA championship, love him or hate him, and I'm a LeBron guy, I mean, hats off that's an, if they do it. And you know, still, yeah. they still have to win yeah. a game. It's an amazing story.
0: And, you know, that's funny, because the thing that makes me most sad is... On one side, I'm thinking of, well, why are the Lakers all of a sudden so so good? And I shouldn't say all of a sudden, but I feel like the unsung MVP is really Rajon Rondo coming back. Mm-hmm. Like they needed the point guard to kind sure. of steady the ship. And that's what the Heat are missing. And Goran Dragic sitting on the bench. Like they right. don't have that starting right. point guard. And I think that's where they're, they really miss out. Um, you mentioned LeBron James. You talked about the 80s, Celtics, and Lakers. Where do you rank LeBron James in terms of his legacy? Is he better than Jordan? Magic? Go all the way back to Bill Russell.
2: I, I don't want to flip people out and say he's better than Jordan. I just I get mad when people uh, say that that's not even a conversation. I think it's absolutely a conversation. If you have to pick the best ever, most people will say Jordan. I'm, I, I don't automatically say I mean, Bill Russell was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Wilt Chamberlain, who only won two championships, he is probably one of the most underrated greats of all time. I'm a Magic Johnson guy, so there's so many great players, and it's impossible to compare eras. Clearly, he is the king of now. Uh, Ten NBA finals, that's absurd. Nine of the last ten. The the first uh, team that he took to the finals with Cleveland. I want people to look at that roster and try not to laugh at some of the players that he was playing <laughs> yeah. with, and he carried them on his back to the finals. No, they didn't win, but they basically won by getting there. I mean, the guy is unbelievable, and it, it mystifies me how many people don't like the guy. I get it. He left the Cleveland to go to Miami. He left Miami. They don't like this and that, but just his basketball. I mean, he's unbelievable what he's done. And if Mm -hmm. he takes the Lakers, it's the third franchise uh, that he'll lead to a championship. So he's the king. And is he better than Jordan? I'm not going to say he's better than Jordan, but he is in the conversation for me for for good. Absolutely.
0: It's interesting, too, because you talk about uh, Bill Russell uh, winning all those championships, uh, 11. Mm -hmm. Man, no one talks about Sam Jones. I feel like Anthony Davis... Will he be an afterthought? It'll be like, oh, LeBron James brought the Lakers back, and no one talks about Sam Jones. He was a great shooting guard with the Celtics. He was, and he was
2: there for all but one of the championship. He he was a great player, but I will say that without Bill Russell, Sam Jones is just another really, really good player, and still would have been in the Hall of Fame probably. But that's that's like saying that uh, you know Pippen is also a great player, but if he doesn't have Jordan, he's mm-hmm. not Scottie Pippen. Yeah. So um, Bill Russell had uh, 10 Hall of Famers on his team. So he he clearly didn't do it by himself. And also many of those years, there were only 10 teams in the NBA. So if you want to nitpick, but Mm -hmm. um, AD is clearly a Hall of Famer. um, And some people, especially the LeBron haters, and there are a lot of them out there are saying, well, (laughs) he's the real MVP. Well, he's not the real MVP because without... did How many MVPs did he win with New Orleans? Let me count them. Uh, zero, okay, I don't know zero. how much time you have. Uh, no. Yeah. So, yes, he's an incredible player. He's a Hall of Famer. And without AD, Lakers wouldn't be where they are. But it starts and ends with LeBron, period. End of sentence. Full stop. So, mm-hmm. I'm just a LeBron defender. I don't know why. I think in each time I see someone that... Just takes a shot at him. It just makes me uh, defend him even more.
0: Instead of just enjoying and watching greatness, exactly. that is LeBron and, and, James, and
2: that's a great and that's a great point. We should just enjoy and forget about the the arguments about who's the goat. I mean, he's one of the goats, and just enjoy it. That's a yeah.
0: great point. Um, you are in a very unique position as an adjunct professor teaching journalism at the University of Maryland, your alma mater. But I keep I, – the, the burning question I have for you is how do you teach journalism these days? How are you going to tell these the, – the next generation of journalists, hey, yeah, you're never possibly ever going to be in a locker room. You're never gonna be close to an athlete ever again. Yeah. And you've gotta build a relationship using Zoom and a phone and Twitter and DMs and that's it. That's how you're going to get your scoops and do stories. Well, the answer to that is, is I, I'm, an, I'm as
2: honest as I can be with folks. I mean, things are different now. I'm hoping that things change in, in a few months, in a year, but, but who knows, but humans have adapted for, Ever since there have been humans on the earth, so I think humans adapt and adapt well, and so and and these youngsters are so smart, and they'll figure it out, and and uh, you know, so I I have no doubt, I have every confidence in their ability to figure that out and to also figure out the the, the political situation. These are our future leaders, so I ha- I have no doubt uh, that they'll figure out. But it no question, it is different. Um, uh, we had uh, Scott Van Pelt uh, join the class last night. So That's that was awesome! Great. Oh he, wow, he was, telling, he was telling it like it is, which which I really appreciate. He he lo- everybody knows he's a Maryland grad and he yeah. loves Maryland and he never says no t- uh, when there's a chance to talk to uh, you know the Maryland students and uh, you know so he was telling it like it is. He wasn't painting a, a rosy picture. It is a tough world out there, not just for sports TV and, and sports journalism, but for everything. So. I, we will figure it out, and that's my job—to to be optimistic, but not blindly optimistic. To also um, to, to to be real with them, and, yeah. and that's what I and we try to do.
0: Your Rolodex is amazing, so uh, to speak, and well, I'm, I'm glad Rolodex, I have you in my Rolodex. So <laughs> um, do you see? You know, uh, this is the Props Network. We do get into betting. Uh, I feel like this is also a new shift. At least in American sports, to accept and make betting a part of Absolutely. the sport and what we do, do are, as do you see that shift being positive for uh, sports in general? Does it make you more interested in 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 games, maybe teams that you wouldn't necessarily be following? Like I feel like it could generate more interest in it.
2: Well, it de- those are kind of two different questions. It definitely, in- uh, it definitely generates more interest because now people who don't really care about a team or a result now care about it. Uh, and speaking of Scott Van Pelt, he started this segment a few years ago called Bad Beats. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why it's popular because a lot of people out there are betting and it's become one of his mo- most popular uh, segments. Um, I personally don't bet. I will tell you, I I made one bet this year, and I'll tell you how successful I am. Uh, The U.S. Open, I was really feeling good about Phil Mickelson. 50 years old, needed to win the U.S. Open to complete the career Grand Slam. Uh, He was playing well. He had just won a Champions Tour event. I know my golf, Jamoke. I'm a golf expert. The odds on Phil were like 80 to 1. I said, all right, I'm, I'm putting 10 bucks on Phil. I call a friend who's got, you know, connections and I don't even know how to bet. And, uh, Phil didn't make the cut. So that should tell you what I know about sports and what I know about gambling. And so I'm over one this year and uh, that's it for me, but to answer your question. Yeah. Gambling it, it's, it's wild how it used to be verboten for some, and now you see DraftKings are sponsoring, you know, on, on big networks and everybody's got some kind of gambling element. So it's definitely a, a bigger part and it's bringing in money and bringing in interest. So from that respect, it's good. Um, you know, but for me personally, it doesn't really affect it. It's just fun to see who mentions, like when Al Michaels mentions the point spread in a, in a kind of, uh, uh, coded way. It's just mm-hmm. kind of funny
0: Yeah. To me. Yeah it is um okay so we'll get you out of here on this last question who you have uh you're taking the lakers minus seven and a half or are you taking the heat
2: uh okay so the lakers are favored by seven and a half tonight. yeah um tomorrow
0: nine o'clock
2: I, I don't know that they have the okay this will be wrong so whatever i say go the opposite <laughs> i don't know that they have the killer instinct So I would definitely take the heat because they will not die. They will not give up. So I'm taking the heat, which means go the opposite.
0: Wow. Okay. So the Lakers will be hoisting the trophy and they will win their 17th NBA championship. Yes, they will. That's amazing. History. History. You'll be watching history tomorrow night. Thank you very much, Joe. I appreciate it. My pleasure.
2: Thanks for having me on,
0: Jamoke. All right. You take Take care. care. All right. I love the 2002 NCAA National Championship banner behind him as well. Uh, oh, yeah, University of Maryland. You got to believe it. Okay. I hope you enjoyed the show today. I really enjoyed uh, having Haley on, of course. I want to thank uh, her for giving me some time uh, all the way from Japan. I want to thank Joe Yastroff for coming on the show. I hope you learned something. You enjoyed. Uh, uh, are you not entertained? I hope you are entertained by uh, Just for Sport here on the Props Network. Thank you very much for uh, watching our live stream on Twitch and YouTube and Facebook. And if you're uh, listening to this as a podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, whatever the case may be. Thank you very much. Appreciate the support and leave uh, uh, your review. Uh, Speaking of sports that you don't know anything about, as I end the show here, um, the Indian Premier League. How about that? Have you been paying attention? Probably not. My Mumbai Indians. The Mumbai Indians are getting ready to play uh, another game. Uh, But it's weird looking at their social media and what they do and putting out their training videos and uh, where they're going to be playing and opening up their new arena. Uh, The Mumbai Indians. So I'm not going to get into sports per se and talking about them because I don't want to bore you. But do you know they have 5.8 million followers? Yeah, that's cricket. That's cricket. That's insane. That's more than several NFL franchises have as followers. That's a big deal. This show is a big deal. And I'm ending it right now. Hope you enjoyed, everybody. Ciao for now.